Oh, funny story. So, you know, I got rid of the chair and the plant. Right. Took him to threw him in my car. Took him down to Goodwill. Goodwill down here in Clackamas wouldn't take him. And I'm like, why? Oh, they took the plant, but they're like, we can't take the chair. I'm like, well, why not? And I had like a little itty bitty tear in the arm of the leather. Uh-huh. And they wouldn't take it because of that. It's got to be like perfect mint condition, basically. So I'm like, crap. Well, that's, I was a little mad because I'm like, come on, someone will want it. So I take it to the Goodwill in McLaughlin. Same thing. So then I take it down McLaughlin, and there's a thrift store down there, red, white, blue store. Right. And they got a pod outside with stuff. I park not too far from the pod. I go in there. Nobody's monitoring the pod at all. Well, I see inside there, this is like their, the pod's their donation center. Oh. This uh, chair, it's in way worse condition. I mean, this makes my chair look new. And I'm like, well, screw it. If that chair is going to be there, my chair is going to be here. So I went and grabbed down my trunk, set it down gently next to it, and then left. Yeah. So it's gone. Otherwise, I think I was just going to go to an apartment complex, put a free sign on it, and place it next to the dumpster. And somebody taking out the trash and be like, oh, shoot. All, this looks like, I mean, it's because it wasn't in bad shape. I just didn't have any use for it anymore. And it's like, is it really dumping if you're giving it away? No. <laughs> Not dodging it at the side of the freeway. Yeah. Yeah. Not some mattress. I'm just, oh, shoot, must have fallen out of my trailer. <laughs> Oops. Whoops. Oops. So, yeah, that happened. Sweet. Yep, but it's gone. So now I got room to play. Yeah, we can, we're going to redo this corner here. and Yeah, so much more room for activities and stuff. Exactly. It's going to be a nice little uh, area for recording. Sweet. All right. Well, Daniel, you ready to get started here? Yes, sir. Cool. Well, welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies. And we drink some brews. I'm Jordan, and sitting across from me here is Daniel. The real player. The real player? Yeah. Got to make up my own monikers now. Yeah. What's your weakness? Cake? Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its. Ah. <laughs> Don't feed them Cheez-Its. Don't feed them Cheez-Its or I won't stop eating, then I can't do anything. <laughs> trying to think what my weaknesses be. I don't know. Your weaknesses? Taco Ugh. Bell. Taco Bell. Linguistics. Ugh, Lego. Geometry. You step on a Lego brick, instantly dead. <laughs> uh, Geometry. So yes, this week we're talking the new Jumanji, The Next Level, starring The Rock and a bunch of other people. Jack Black. Jack Black, Kevin Hart, and Karen Gillick? Is that her name? I forget. Whoever plays... The gal. Right. I'm like, I almost said she's Nova, but no, she's... I can't remember her Avengers character. Now, are you talking about um, the robot person? I don't know. Oh, a Nebula? Oh, Nebula. Yeah. Wait, that is Nebula, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is the same actress. I forgot about that. But yes. Anyway, yes, we are talking Jumanji the next level here. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's go to the next level. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Well, before we get started here, let's talk about what we're drinking today. This week was Daniel's week to bring in a drink. Daniel, what did you bring for us today? Well, I brought another Ex Novo because I got this for somebody and they're like, oh, it was really good and I hadn't had it. But I got the Ex Novo Spirits of the Dead. Ooh, I can't wait. because we, we just had, That's what you brought in a couple weeks ago when we had Dynamic Duo. Yeah. Let's see what this one is like. Mmm. Ooh, that's tasty. Yeah, I think it's a hazy IPA, I believe. Yep. 7.39. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice, nice and strong. 
and delicious. I like it. Well, thanks for bringing that in, Daniel. Oh, hmm. no problem. All right. Well, let's get into some movie news here, Daniel. What do you got for us this week? All right. So this week, we're going to start out with... This week in movie news, we're going to start out with the only noticeable trailer that I saw was we got a Top Gun trailer for... Top, Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick, which I gotta say, the teaser trailer was very hype. Um, That's a sweet trailer, especially for teaser. Great trailer. Yeah, so this other trailer, like, I wouldn't say it's as hyped as the first one, but it's a, still a really good trailer. And it does get you more excited and builds a little bit of the characters up and like what's going on in the actual plot of the movie. Once I get, again, I was out driving and I was, I don't know how i noticed it or, i don't know oh and i guess i said starbucks never mind did i send it to you no that's because i sent it to you oh, yeah. and i was like new trailer oh crap i like get some headphones in throw it on yeah i think i watched it like three times in a row <laughs> this is a great trailer i think i don't know if it's just a paramount thing maybe it's tom cruise working on the paramount thing but they know how to make good trailers and this uh, once again new footage but doesn't give the whole plot away or nothing right which i appreciate that once again top gun maverick Looks good. I mean, honestly, I mean, we'll we'll talk about this in a couple weeks when we make lists for, for next year. But I think this is probably top of my list for most anticipated movies coming out next year. There's not a lot of trailers for movies next year. There's stuff that's got me like interested mm-hmm. and curious, but there's not a lot that have me excited. Okay. Every time I watch this trailer, like either one of them, I'm like, oh, goosebumps. Ooh. All right, sweet. Well, yeah, I'm looking forward to Top Gun Maverick too. Like, is that like I wasn't born in the '80s? Like, I watched it when I was in high school. So I still really like the movie, but it just like doesn't quite hit the same nostalgia that it does for a lot of other people. But That's it okay. should be fun. Should be a fun one. All right. And then next we got a bunch of release dates. So my favorite of the release dates that were announced is Matrix 4 and John Wick 4 are releasing on the same day, May 21st, 2021. So why? it's gonna have Keanu Reeves is gonna win the box office that week. That's why would they do? Isn't are they both Warner Brothers? I forget who does John Wick. I think John Wick is Paramount. Paramount. Why would you do that the same weekend? I, feel, I don't know. I thought it's I, that feels like you're shooting yourself in the foot. I don't know. Like I'm ex. Well, I'm not excited to see a new Matrix movie. People are though, and I'm excited to see a new John. That's Wick another movie. one. I'm, that's another one where I'm curious to see what they do. As this 2021, you said? Yes. So two years from now. But yeah, I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. But I'm like, I feel like they'll probably end up moving one of them. But as of right now, Keanu Reeves is going against Keanu Reeves in 2021. It's kind of like when they put Civil War the same weekend as Batman v Superman and then Batman moved. Yeah. Oh, man. That was a disappointing movie. Not Civil War. Batman versus Superman. Yeah. But yeah, so we got that, and then we have a Shazam 2 release date revealed for April 21st of 2022, which I'm excited because Shazam was that one far of my away? favorite. I didn't know it was that far away. I thought it, yeah, I thought it was coming out like this year, but it's a little bit farther away than I thought, which is too bad. But Shazam is fun. It was probably my favorite DC movie that I've seen, at least recently, that's for sure. N- Nolan trilogy excluded, of course. But, you know. It should be fun. So, yeah, that's pretty much most of the movie news I got, which is a bunch of release days for a lot of big movies and Top Gun trailer. 
Cool. All right. Well, thanks for sharing that, Daniel. And yeah, look forward to seeing all these new sequels and things coming out. All right. Well, let's move into other things we've seen this week. I know we've got a whole bunch to go through because we didn't do it last week. Yeah, because we and, forgot. Yeah, I think we'll spend more time in this area talking about things we actually like than this uh, other movie. Don't bury the here. lead, Jordan. Don't <laughs> bury the lead. Spoiler alert coming. All right. Well, I guess I'll go first because I saw Risky Business, which was assigned to me, and we didn't talk about it last week. Nope. But Risky Business, starring Top Gun famed actor Tom Cruise. Um, and Rebecca De Mornay. Directed, written and directed by Paul Brickman. I don't know who Paul Brickman is. He looked at me like I was supposed to know who he did. I'm looking at you like he should say who wrote and directed it. Oh. Well, Jordan just said it. So, (laughs) I watched Risky Business, which is one of your favorite movies, Jordan. Oh, yes. And a movie that I'd never seen before. This movie is excellent. It's Home Alone for Adults. I don't... I thought that was Rambo. Well, he was 18, left home alone. Right. So, I don't know. I wasn't, because what I knew going into this movie was, you're like, yeah, it's about a kid who's an entrepreneur, and he starts running, like, a prostitution ring. And I'm like, that's what I thought was, like, the main bulk of the movie. So, I was a little bit surprised. I was an hour in, and then they just started talking about this. I'm like, two-thirds through the movie? I thought this was, like, the main through line for like most was supposed to be the main three on. So I was a little bit surprised, but I had a fun time watching this. I had never seen it. I enjoyed it. Like I did, I wasn't like, Oh yeah, I was, yeah, this is great. Like, but I, I definitely really enjoyed myself while I was watching it. Um, one of my favorite things, and I think I told you about like, I, one of my favorite TV shows is American dad and his friend miles. I think his name was like, is like one of the main voice actors from the TV <laughs> show. Mr. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you got to say, what the fuck? Make your move. What the fuck? So I was just like texting you guys. I'm like, this is kind of distracting me because I watched so much American Dad. But I eventually, you know, got over it. Uh, But I don't know. I had fun. There were a lot of good moments. I love when he's just like, you said, what the fuck? Like, was that all bullshit? He's like, yeah, that was just bullshit. (laughs) He's got some good lines on this. Like, oh, God, I got a mig trim. Mig Mig, oh, midterm it? no mig, trig term or whatever. trig some kind of yeah, trig some. test i got a test tomorrow and i'm being chased by guido the killer pimp <laughs> and then like when they finally that whole chasing ends and he was like porsche there is no substitute miles leans forward in the seat fuck you joel <laughs> yeah <laughs> just good moments like that <laughs> i know i uh i thought it was funny what was it? his name guido so it took me a while. I'm like, I know I know this guy. Where do I know him from? I didn't look it up. And I'm just like, and it finally clicked. I'm like, oh, this is the guy who betrays everybody in the first Matrix movie. Yep. So I'm like, okay, that's where I know him from. But I don't know. Uh, there were a lot of funny moments. I laughed a lot. Uh, I think. I like when he tells, tells, tells her over the phone that his name is Ralph. And when she comes over, she's like, are you ready for me, Ralph? <laughs> He's like, uh, actually, it's, it's Joel. But also, I think it's hilarious and also kind of a dick move. You order your friend a prostitute, but you leave him with the bill. That is kind of a dick move. <laughs> dick move. Order the prostitute, sure, whatever. But pay for it if you're going to order it. He lost $300 and his mom's egg. I mean, like, 
I don't know. I, I guess what, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I had a blast. Oh, good. Yeah, no, I love this movie. It'd be fun to do like a full review on this sometime. And there's just so many good things. Like this was like I think the first movie this Paul Brickman ever did, wrote and directed himself. And he, I mean, he tries to do good things with like cinematography to kind of make it look expensive. Uh-huh. And I'll tell you one thing I love about this movie is not only the music and it just great seventies and eighties music. But I love the Tangerine Dream score to this movie. Yeah, it's the very score. It's very synthy. It's so good though. Like the opening uh, title sequence, I just love where you're just following the train through the city, and it's just the the opening you know song from them. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah, I liked it. And it just yeah, so many good. There's just good moments in this, and yeah, it's again one of my favorites. It was Home Alone for teenagers, for adults. Yeah, kinda. Kind Mom, of. Dad, leave and says, "Sent traps up. You invite but, a bunch of hookers but over. Instead of killing the hookers, he pimps them out to his buddies. Yeah, <laughs> right. got him into university. Yeah, that was hilarious. that part. Joel, is there something you're not telling me? No, I don't think so, he's Dad. Like, no, he said you're Princeton material. Just like <laughs> that cracked me up. And I like how at the it ends with his dad's like." You know, Joel, it's like I always say. Sometimes you just got to say, what the heck? <laughs> so good. All right. Well, you know, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's a great one in my yeah, book. I definitely so, think I'm going to rewatch that one. All right. So I've watched a few things this week. Um, one thing I saw, I'll, I'll talk on briefly. I saw Vincent Price's Last Man on Earth in theaters. There's a theater, the Joyce Cinema in town, that mm. plays, has this thing called Weird Wednesday. Free admission. You just pay for, you know, snacks. Right. And they play just some kind of random B movie of some kind. So, yeah, they played Vincent Price, which, uh, The Last Man on Earth, which is based on the I Am Legend book. And it came oh. out in 67, I believe. It's in black and white. Okay. I got to say, it was it was fine. It was good. I mean, it's definitely a slow-moving pace and definitely a low-budget 60s movie. But it was interesting to watch. I'll put it that way. At least you only had to pay for your beer. Exactly. All right, and yeah, that's about all I'm going to share on that, really. I and mean, if you want to check it out, it's on Prime or something to see it. But yeah, it was, it was fun just to go see it old school movie in theaters. Okay. Uh, what else do you got this week? So I got two more. So one, I saw Midsummer, which was on my short list of things to watch because I heard so much about it. And I was just like, all right, I love horror movies. I love like just, and this looks more like a little bit of art house horror. So I was like, okay, this sounds fun. Looks cool. And I watched it. And this movie fucked me up. Like, it did a number on me. I'm just like, I I don't, I didn't hate the movie, but I hated watching the movie, I guess. Like, it was just, it made me very uncomfortable, which is interesting. Like, I don't, it, I'd rather be uncomfortable than, like, watching a movie that doesn't do anything for me. But I'm like, this movie, like, really pushed the envelope on what made me personally uncomfortable, which is, like, weird cult, like, weird communes that has crazy rituals and you see it through the eyes of like these college students that are just there to kind of like study essentially it was just it was really weird i've not haven't seen this still all summer long i heard people talking about it people i don't know if i heard too much negative about it people were just like surprised by it but yeah i have yet to watch it yeah i don't know if i could recommend it to you i don't think you would like it not made for me no i mean like i don't even know if it was made for me and i love horror movies but, like, this is just, it was crazy. And they had, like, some very visual, like, gruesomeness, which I was like, okay. I was kind of taken back, like, how visceral the movie was. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I don't know. So that's a really, like, I liked it, but I didn't like it. But it was like, it fucked me up. Take that as you will. 
Okay. <laughs> well, all right. Yeah. I and it's, it's one I want to get to eventually, but it's just not high on the list. Fair enough. I'll tell you one thing I saw in the last couple of weeks here that was really fun is Netflix put out their new series, The Movies That Made Us. And I watched all four episodes because what do they have this time? They had Ghostbusters, Dirty Dancing, Home Alone, and Die Hard. Watched all of them. And I just, I had a really good time watching these. Yeah. I mean, I've only seen, I only watched the Dirty Dancing one and half of the Home Alone one. Well, it's fun. Yeah, I'm trying to think for Home Alone. I'd watched behind the scenes before. I think the thing I learned that I didn't know before is it switched um, studios halfway through the making of it. It was, I think, believe Warner Brothers originally. They set a budget. They went over the budget, and so Warner Brothers just scrapped it all together. But then another studio, 20th Century Fox, picked it up. I did know that because I listened to a podcast on Home Alone. And they were mentioning that. And I just think that's hilarious. So like, and then that executive who lost Home Alone got fired. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, because that, that movie went on to make, oh, let me, I'll pull it up real quick. Like, Still cool. the highest grossing Christmas movie. It for made pounds. a quarter million dollars just in the U.S. alone, which back in 1990 for a Christmas movie especially, yeah. that is huge. Yeah. It had 10 weeks in a row at number one box office. Or in number one at the box office yeah it's so much fun to just learn about fun little weird facts and i wasn't it wasn't until like i watched or i listened to a podcast about home the making of home alone that i'm like one i didn't know fuller was his brother oh yeah yeah and and i don't think they mentioned that in this one i don't know but yeah i've seen that behind the scenes yeah that and what was the other thing um he'll pee all over me oh my god what was it no, I can't remember what I was going to say. I don't know, but 285 domestically, 191 internationally, so 477 million total worldwide back in 1990. I mean, that's that's huge. That's an ass of money. So, for just a little comedy that John Hughes wrote. That's another thing, too. Yeah, John Hughes wrote this. Oh, yeah, that was the yeah, thing. Yeah, the one thing, where you, I don't know if you knew this before, maybe the podcast told you, but I've, I remember for years thinking the inside of the house was the inside of the house. Not knowing it was built in a school and in a pool. <laughs> I guess the, the neighbor's house was built in a pool. Right. But yeah, I didn't know that for the longest time that they were separate sets. I thought everything was just filmed in the house. I don't know if I mentioned that, but one thing they mentioned about the house was that the people who lived there were staying in their like attic space while they were filming in the house because... They offered them accommodations, but if they left the house, the crew was free to knock out like walls or stuff if they needed to. So oh, the f- really? Yeah, so the family had to stay in the house so they wouldn't just decide to knock out one of their house, like one of their walls while they were. That's like, not good. It was, yeah, so they had like a little skillet in their like attic or something, and they were just like living up there for the like while they were filming in the house. Like that's crazy. <laughs> that, is, that is crazy. But yeah, this is fun to watch. Like uh, one of my roommates and I, we watched the Dirty Dancing one. Then afterwards, we're looking at each other like, "Let's watch Dirty Dancing." And she was like, "All right." So we watched Dirty Dancing. Nice. But yeah, good behind the scenes of that. Um, yeah, I, I didn't know anything about the behind the scenes of that. So there's a lot I learned watching that one. Mm-hmm. Even some stuff I learned new about from watching Die Hard as well too. Um, yeah, it was just. Uh, it's just a fun series. It was a fun series. Yeah. I love the toys that made us. I love the movies that made us. Like, I don't know why I keep telling... I've said this to you a couple times, and I've just started saying, like, oh, Jordan, you're going to shit yourself when you find out, because I get so damn excited. Oh, they're going <laughs> to... I'm trying to think. What do you think of the next four movies I'll talk about? I'm, I'm going to put my 
bet on so they what it was this from like 1984 to 1990 six year span i know i'm gonna say sandlot i bet you they'll do a sandlot one what else could they talk about possibly movies that made us i was kind of surprised that they didn't do back to the future i would say back to the future star wars for sure would be another big one maybe something like 16 candles like a john hughes teen comedy Oh, I could see that on there. I think, yeah, if you, if they did Dirty Dance, and I could see him doing like a John Hughes, Sixteen Candle, right, Ferris yeah. Bueller. I would like to see. I don't know Ferris Bueller. It's one of those like I would rather get them go a little bit more obscure, like one super mainstream pick, and then like a few other ex- obscure ones. Because like Star Wars, you have endless amounts of last like, times with Rich Von High or Porky's. <laughs> yeah, just like something that like not everybody knows a lot about, and there may not be a lot of info readily available there's tons of readily available info about star wars and stuff like that yeah. so i would like some obscure ones i guess yeah but anyway it's streaming on netflix go check it out they're 45 minutes each they're a lot of fun oh yeah so much fun all right daniel what else should you do this week all right so the last thing i saw this week was i watched the michael bay ryan reynolds outing for six underground that's streaming on netflix awesome yeah awesome this hour is two hours, or this this movie's two hours and fifteen minutes, and oh my god, this movie fucking blew. <laughs> and I watched all of it. I'm like, maybe it'll get better. Maybe it just keeps doing flashbacks. Present day, two minutes, two minutes later, another flashback. Present day, a couple minutes later, flashback. I'm like, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> and it's just like it. Nothing is coherent enough, and it just. There wasn't a lot of... So it was a bad because you couldn't follow it, or it's just a bad movie in general? It just seemed, like, bad. Like, it was just all over the place. No real direction. It wasn't until, like, more than halfway through the movie that they, like, kind of settled down with the flashbacks, and you actually get a concurrent storyline going. But it's just, like, it was too much. Like, I think I describe this, like, this movie is, how I can describe it, is excessive. And I almost want to see it just to... No, it's not worth the, like, the fat, like, the, uh, the spectacle it's not mm-hmm. it starts out with a 20 minute long car chase and i was like is this gonna be a fucking third of the movie like 20 minute long car chase it was a lot man but it feels very michael bay yeah i te- i think that's why i text him like this is the most michael bay movie i've ever seen <laughs> but it's just it was excessive even for transformers you know it's just i don't know i i don't like his film style but what's I thought what's, what's the movie cool. even about? It's about these this billionaire who's a tech billionaire who's Ryan Reynolds. Um, he essentially recruits people, fakes their deaths, and have them like their first mission is to overthrow a government. And he's doing it just because I guess he like dictatorship government style yeah. governments. Okay. Yeah, like throws over a dictatorship to replace it with a a democratically elected official which is the guy's brother like the dictator's brother right yeah and i'm just like okay but why and the whole reason why is like he used to be a douchebag billionaire but then he was like went for a photo op in like some third world country the third world country that he's trying to overthrow at this point because he was there taking some photos then they got attacked he saw a bunch of people die and he's just like well now i have to do something about it and then that's when he starts his little like right. recruiting people huh. thing. And it was 
Daniel saying skip it. I fucking skip it. But you know what? At least I didn't pay money to go see the movie. True. You know, so that's the only like maybe. So Check you, it out if you're curious. If you have Netflix, unless you love Michael Bay and you love movies that don't make any fucking sense, then go for it. All right. Uh, so I had one more. I got the movie I was assigned last week. Daniel assigned me a docu series that's on Disney Plus right now, and I got about one and a half episodes in. So I did watch the first one, then I watched about half of the second one. I haven't finished it yet, that's but uh, yeah. So this is. What do they call it? Imagineer? No, Imagineering? Yeah, Imagineering. I think it's just... So, yeah, I watched episode one, and I got to say, I liked it quite a bit. So, this is about the making of Disneyland. It's just cool to go see, like, the old footage from back in the 50s and 60s, the making of it, just watching everything come to life. Yeah. Very cool. I mean, kind of makes me wish I could go visit that version of Disneyland, because I didn't go to Disneyland till like, early 90s. Makes me wish I could go back to the 60s and see that version, though. But yeah, so far, very interesting. And yeah, it's kind of cool hearing them like, all right, we got this thing. It's a hit. Uh, we got to keep people coming back, though. So we got to start adding new rides. Like, oh, I got this idea for this thing called the Matterhorn. So yeah, it's yeah. just kind of cool to like see stuff like that happen, like Haunted House, you know, or I don't know, Pirates of the Caribbean. That, that was very interesting to watch the Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. stuff brought to life. I think they do the Haunted Mansion, I think, in episode I think it's three. In the second, I think it's the second one. This is the second one? Okay. Because that's also very cool. Because the Haunted Mansion, like how they made that work, is an amazing story. I've listened to a whole podcast episode specifically on the Haunted well, Mansion. That, and that uh, video showed me of Neil Patrick Harris showing off his house. They've got a photo from the Haunted Mansion yeah, in yeah, their yeah. Um, bar scene. Yes. Which, man, how cool is that bar? It was what they really called cool. the parlor? The monkey bar. Did that just not look like a relaxing environment? Like you come home from a long day of work and what a relaxing environment. I mean, it looked like a bar like a parlor in their house yeah it looked awesome i'm like man definitely check that out it was architects digest neil patrick harris's house tour oh, so cool, cool. <laughs> but yeah oh when uh, i'm just gonna say something because i love this about uh when they uh so the imagineers got a complaint from the janitorial staff about the haunted mansion that they want them to leave the lights on because their janitorial staff was getting too creeped out trying to clean it while it was dark. So what they did was they left the lights on, but they put a sensor. So as soon as you stepped in, the lights would go out and it would activate all the ghost effects. <laughs> and they said the next morning they walked in to just like buckets and mops left on the ground. That's awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, that's, yeah, that's just awesome. <laughs> well, I didn't realize too. So I remember seeing that Abraham Lincoln robot when I went to Disneyland, which I think we went in like 91. Damn, I don't remember. And that. I didn't know it was that old. I don't know. But yeah, so it was, it was just cool to see all that, that kind of. Violence. I'm looking forward to watching more of these episodes. Yeah, no, definitely. It's really cool. Like I said, like I assigned you just one because I'm like, it's an hour long. I'm not going to make you watch more, but I'm like, it's going to get you hooked. Like they're super interesting. Yeah, I got it's, about one and a half in, but yeah, it's, it's really cool. But yeah, I think that's all for me. Yeah, we're already almost a half hour into this. Let's uh, start switch over here, Daniel. Let's start talking about some Jumanji next level. Jumanji. Boom, 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 boom. I don't know. Okay. So Jumanji is the next level, Daniel. Uh, do you want to give us your general thoughts going in? Uh, going into this? I was pretty excited. Now I was more excited than you. Cause the first one, I had a bunch of fun watching the first one in theaters and I've watched it like, at least two or three times since then. Like, it's just a fun movie. I thought it was a... How many times since? Wow. Like, two, yeah. Like, I've seen it like three, four times maybe now. But it's just like a fun movie to throw around, especially if you're doing stuff just in the background. 
it's a perfect movie for that, but it's a lot of fun. So I was really excited to see this because, you know, the first one had some fun new takes on like how the world of Jumanji works. I liked it. It was more designed like a video game instead of a board game, you know? So go, going in, I'm like, yes, yes, this is going to be fun. It's, it's going to be great. I'm just going to have a good time. And I got to say, now that I've seen it, it disappointed me on just about every single level. Uh, which was, level? Uh, uh. Yeah, which was a damn shame. And that's me saying like someone who really loved the first one and was really looking forward to this one. All right, so for me, I saw the first one a couple years ago and it came out. I've only seen it the one time in theaters. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fun. It was fun. It was entertaining. Um, it did some real fun stuff, and you had to make it more modern. Going and making it about a video game world was cool. Uh, yeah, just haven't bothered watching it since. I almost watched it before this one, but I just didn't get around to it. Too busy watching Vincent Price in theaters. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I went into this one with really no anticipation. This is a sequel that I did not ask for. I, I could really care less if they made another one of these. So I was just like, all right, well, obviously they're going to do it because, you know, the first one was a ginormous hit. So, of course, they're going to do another one. And, yeah, I mean, the trailers for it looked okay. But it just it looked like everything I'd expect. And, yeah, it just wasn't impressed at all. I mean, I don't know. I was just, meh. You just go in, you kind of watch it, chuckle here, chuckle there. But really, it's just, eh. Yeah, and that's about it for my review as far as like, yeah, so getting into it, things that entertain me about it, I liked Donald Glover, or I always get them mixed. Yeah, he like, one's a current actor, and one's old news. The old guy. Danny Glover. Danny Glover's the old one? Yeah, Danny, Danny Glover. Okay, so yes, I enjoyed Danny Glover and DeVito, I liked their interactions together, and I liked when The Rock and... Kevin Hart were playing them and their interactions together were fine. But as far as like character entertainment wise, that was about it for me. Oh, really? That's just very surprising. Cause that was like that bit of them being like the old guys in like the rock and Kevin Hart. I'm just like, it's, it wasn't working. It wasn't working for me. I don't know. Nothing was really working for me. And the thing is like, like these characters, these teenagers, I just don't care about them. No, we care about their avatars. No, but I just in general I don't care about these characters at all. I don't care if they go into the video game and come out a better person or not. I just don't care. And it took a while to get going too. It wasn't until they got dumped out of the plane of the sand that the movie really started taking off. Yeah. Getting to that sand drop part took forever, it felt like. Yeah, which is again like one of the biggest drops because like I think the first Jumanji like starts right away, like kids get detention. And like twenty minutes into the movie, we are in the game and stuff is happening. Like immediately they're like, Oh, Getting their grips. And, we, you know, we had to do it. You know, we got to f- catch up with the characters, though. See where they've been. See who's dating who, who's broken up with who. No, we didn't need that. And, yeah. And there's just, I don't know, there's just so much ridiculous stuff, too. Like, my theater was, like, chuckling at everything. Like, DeVito falling on the couch. Like, oh, shoot. I don't, I don't need help. And then falling over, grabbing a lamp. Everybody thought that was just so funny. I was like, eh, I uh, guess. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it just... <laughs> I just thought something. I had a similar um, experience you did in Frozen. Baby crying in theater. Parent finally gets up, and they just go a few seats over, like the next row over, thinking that it's like, uh, we can still hear it. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, I didn't have that. I went to like a late showing, or well, on a weekday, like six thirty on a weekday, so not late, but. That was the only interruption, though. No kids were running around. It was the only interruption was that one baby. Everyone else was silent. 
It was funny. The biggest interruption was an old guy that was laughing. I thought every he was like, oh, 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 oh. he sounded like the old Muppet guys. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, all right, just bring it down a couple notches. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not that funny. I don't know. I just overall, I thought this movie was pretty ridiculous for the most part. I mean, that's a, my my biggest thing is like I was describing this to my girlfriend. She was looking for us. We it didn't line up where I could take her. But I was talking to him about her. I'm like, the first one like lands good to great for me, as at least as far as like entertainment wise. Like, it's a fun movie. You can watch it whenever. Goes down smooth. Enjoyable. This one like it lands from like the okay to good range, and the good is stretching it for me. Like it just didn't have the same charm. They didn't really do a lot of new stuff. It just seemed lazier and less coherent. It felt lazier. Yes, it felt a lot lazier. Like. Let's go somewhere else, not even the jungle or a desert. Let's just go somewhere completely different, I guess, for a new one. Yeah, and the thing is... I mean, I, I guess Jumanji, the board game, too, is a jungle base, so I guess we kind of have to keep it in that realm. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, still just was like... Oh. I think if they had actually given a little... Because the last one came out in 2017, so it's been like about a year... Probably like not quite a two-year gap, because obviously it stopped, started production immediately on the new one, I'm assuming after it kind of became a hit but as soon as it hit they were like all right write a new one yeah it's just like i think it could have they should have given it a little bit more time come up with like more original ideas because this seems like worse rehashing of the first one yep and while there were some funny moments like i didn't like i wasn't completely void of joy but like especially like takes a while to get going and then it drags in the middle after it starts going for a little bit and then it starts to drag and then the third act is really when it started picking up and my enjoyment went w- way up, but it still wasn't like, oh, great. I'm This saves the movie. I'm having an awesome time now. It's like, oh, good. Thank God. I actually was like looking at my watch. And I'm like, I almost left because I was like, I'm fucking bored. I'm done with this. But um, it was like half an hour till the end. I'm like, I already gave it an hour and a half. All right, whatever. I'll just stay for like the last part of the movie. But I'm like, I was very close to walking out. Like if it was any, it was probably like, if it was like forty or fifty minutes left. I mean, I was checking my watch an hour into the movie. Were you? Yeah, I was just like it just wasn't working for me, I, and yeah, I was. Yeah, I kept my phone away, but yeah, I, just, uh, I don't know. There's just there's just, it's just so many things. Again, it's just they didn't take things to the next level. I felt like as far as filmmaking goes, like a sequel goes, like this is no Spider-Man two or X-Men two, where you amp things up a little bit and like just take it to the next level. Yeah, this is like. I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's like, you know, they went from, well, no, that's not even the next level. I don't know. I can't think of an actually good video game reference, but it's just, it just didn't do what it should have done. And for somebody who loved the first one, it just didn't do anything for me this time around. That is fair enough. Yeah. I I don't know if there really is to talk about it. I mean, it was just, they were in the desert for a while. First thing it, chased by the ostriches then there's walking there's kind of i like some of the moments like when uh i always forget i forget all the characters names with the gal and uh was it jack black switch bodies yeah she falls in the water and they touch and they switch yeah that was kind of fun moments there and i did enjoy the scene on the rope bridges that was kind of fun to watch although the, yeah. several of them should have died at several t- different moments though I think only still, one of them died. Yeah, it was still fun to watch all that. Uh, I don't know. But like the ending, we get to the end. I don't know. The guy gets killed twice saving a horse. Yeah. 
There's like Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom stuff to get to the horse. Yeah, and that's another thing is like, you know, they all have three lives, same as in the first one. But to try and like give it stakes, like right before the third act, they just make them all like clumsily kill each other. So they all are like dropped down to their last lives pretty much. To be like at stakes, like, well, this is it for all of us. And I'm just like, you kind of just wasted a bunch of lives just trying to put stakes in it, which yeah, I'd, I'd rather them all have like two lives left and like r- get killed and miss the battle and start over the start over the beginning of the battle. Like, I mean, like that's more realistic than we're going into the final battle and we're all going to survive. Which was yeah, like okay, because we know none of them are going to die. Exactly. So, and I really liked it in the first one. They did a lot of creative stuff. Was like, all right, well, we're going to strategically kill ourselves to spawn ourselves somewhere else for a, like a strategic advantage. Like that's how they win the game in the end of the first one. That's how they get the, like the gem it, from those rhinos. And I'm like, that was really cool and really interesting how they would strategically use one of their lives. This part was kind of funny to me but. is let's talk about our relationship right here on the side of an ice mountain. Yeah. Cause this is the perfect time Yeah, to just take a break and talk about the relationship. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things like, you know, We've only got one life. We should be paying attention. But what happened? Yeah. Like that's some that's some real world talk. <laughs> like, talk know. about it when you're not dead. I don't know this movie overall. I guess the my favorite parts were with Danny Glover and Dane DeVito, and just yeah, they're I liked hearing I guess about their friendship. You know, they owned a restaurant together, and then the Danny DeVito or uh, the uh, Danny Glover character went off, retired, and lived life. Yeah, I don't know. But and so is there a rule that you can choose not to go back at the end? I guess. I guess, I guess you, yeah. I guess you don't just you just don't shake hands. <laughs> that cuz I was like why is this an option? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. That's that but, was a little weird too. But yeah, so cuz otherwise why don't the we guy all, decides to be a what, horse Why don't we all just life? come back to Jumanji when we get old? <laughs> yeah. Mm. I don't know. Way we never die. I don't know. I don't know. I just this movie was just whatevs. Yeah, it's very whatevs. And I like, wasn't super stoked to see it. I could care less if it ever got made. And yeah, it just, yeah. I think it just suffered more of like studios being like, well, this is a hot product right now. Give us another and be like, how about we write a script? Nope. Why don't you just make another one? And we'll figure out a script in a second. So I well, bet that's probably what happened. They probably started production before they had a script for the second one. What, what's your overall... All right, what are some positives? If you had to give it some positive things. Um, I still like Jack Black. I mean, I'll give it credit where credit's due. Like, at least they tried to switch up the formula a little bit well, with they different sw- people yeah, being... switching the d- bodies up because there's everybody playing the same avatar or that would have been boring. Yeah. You know, but eventually, but it's not like they even, didn't even stick with that. Like, what was it, halfway through the movie that they all got their respective bodies back? Right. So it's like, okay, so you didn't commit. Yeah, exactly. But... And it's just well, we had to make the old guy the horse because he couldn't stay back as a Kevin Hart character or something. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I mean, my my positives are like I still laughed from time to time, but it doesn't mean it's good. Right. I mean, just, I still joked or I still laughed here and there with The Rock and Kevin Hart being the old people. <laughs> there are some funny moments with that to me. I don't know, but. Yeah, yeah. We waste one of one of his lives though, getting punched into a rock and a rock falling on him. That's yeah, a, what a waste! Of, I don't know. I know they just wasted a bunch of their lives, so they their third act would have some sort stakes of stakes. Yeah, but it just it wasn't there. 
They could have done a better job. Like I said, I feel like they started production before they had a script. Yeah. Okay. Well, what would you grade this out as? Because I'm done talking about it. I'm just, I'm just gonna give it a solid D. Like it wasn't the worst movie I saw this week. Like I said, that goes to Six Underground. If it, if I hadn't seen Six Underground, this might be an F. But the fact that I can t- firmly say this is, I would watch this before I would watch Six Underground again. So I'll give it a D. Entertainment wise, like maybe a three or a four. Hmm. Like I laughed, but it wasn't fun. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. For me, I'm right there with you. I was thinking like C minus because it wasn't complete dog shit. But I'm pretty much with you with far as D range goes. I'll just say D plus right there in the middle. Wow. You're Bart Simpsoning it. Yep. D plus. And as far as the yeah, entertainment wise. Four out of ten, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's just I was pretty like you, pretty much bored throughout most of it, and just I just didn't care. Again, of these characters, I just don't care. Like I said, I was even drinking during the movie, and I wasn't having a good time. That's yeah. ridiculous. It was just so that's ridiculous. I don't know. Sequel, I didn't need. Didn't really care about it, and I continue not to care about it, and I'll probably never see it again. Yeah. So that's our uh, review here of Jumanji: The Next Level. Daniel, let's move on to some gambling. Whoop, 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 whoop. Got something more fun here. <laughs> All right. So last week, Jordan and I gambled on Black Christmas. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to remember which one we game. Um, let me get that pulled up. So I didn't write down at the time what the tom- Rotten Tomato score was. Oh, there was no. There was no. There yeah. was no score last week. Yeah, no score. Always a good sign. Um, for whoever bet lower, <laughs> but Jordan bet 33%. I bet 58% for the 2019 remake of black Christmas. And, oh man. So the remake of black Christmas with 75 reviews. Is it certified fresh or rotten? Start there. It is certified rotten. And the audience score is 30%, which is really bad. The tomato meter, 75 reviews, 40%. Dang. So. Making me the winner. That makes Jordan the winner. Seven away. And I was 18. Sweet. I'm back. All right. Well, what can I sign Daniel this week? You know, I was thinking about signing you another Tom Cruise movie, just to keep the Tom train going. How do you feel about that? I don't know. How do I feel about that, Jordan? So you've seen Risky Business. You've seen The Color of Money recently. You've seen... You have seen Top Gun, you said. Mm-hmm. And I've seen Rain Man. All right, Daniel. You are going to watch... Yeah, you know, this kind of goes with you know some other themes in the last month or so with racing and stuff, with those good documentaries we've watched and the Ford v. Ferrari. Oh, uh, oh hang on. What, what's the name? Daniel's going to watch a little movie called... Days, Days of, thunder. of Thunder. I'm like, yes, I know the name of the movie. It's available on Prime. Daniel, enjoy some Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder. It's where Tom Cruise and Nicole Kimmon met for the first time. Sweet. It started their sweet 90s romance. Oh, the 90s was rife with sweet 90s romance. I it. myself had a crush on Robert Duvall's in the movie. This is directed by Tony Scott, too, director of Top Gun. Tony Scott did a lot of good stuff back in the day. Right. He is sadly no longer with us, but yeah, he did Top Gun, Enemy of the State, The Last Boy Scout, Man on Fire, True Romance, 
So nice. Enjoy Days of Thunder. Okay. Will do. All right. So I think this week, let's just bet on Star Wars. They're not putting a score till tomorrow. So let's just bet on Star Wars Episode 9 Rise of Skywalker. All right. Well, for this, we need to be informed because Rotten Tomatoes posted a picture of every Star Wars movie and their tomato scores. So I think it's important to know the context. Okay. So I'm going to run through the Star Wars tomato scores real quickly so you know, Jordan. So as we start off with Star Wars A New Hope, it is at 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Empire Strikes Back, 95%. Who's not liking these two? That blows my mind. Um, Return of the Jedi is at 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. And then we get into the Phantom Menace, which is the only certified rotten one at 54%. Makes sense. Clone Wars, it's at 66%. And uh, what is it? Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith is sitting at 80%. And then we move into the new saga with... uh, Blah, blah, blah. Like, what do they even call these movies? The Force Awakens is at 93%. And Star Wars The Last Jedi is at 91%. So critically, these have done well. Fans, Fans-wise... It's been like half and half, it feels like. So what do you say we bet on? How should we do this? Let's bet on both. Let's make it interesting. Let's bet on the critics and the fan score, whatever it's going to be next week when we record. Okay. Well, let me... And what what will the winner get, though? Because what if we're each closer to one than the other? Like, So what if we each win one part of it? Do we just each assign each other a movie? Oh, I think we should do it that way. And if you're, if you're closest to both, you just get assigned two movies. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, if if one of us wins both categories, I want, like, the stakes to be, like, I want that Mandalorian Walker Lego set. You want the stakes to be that? I mean... We could go there if somebody like wins four, both. We could go four, there. I mean, if you win both, I feel like you should take home the only Mandalorian Lego set for uh, $40, which isn't that bad. I'm, all right. You know what? We're going to shake on this. Okay, shake I'll, on I'll shake that. On gentleman's that. agreement. I'll shake on that. All right, all right. So if one of us wins both categories, that person gets. So we're going to have critics and audience. Yeah. All right, and this is because both can go up or down throughout the weeks, but it's whatever it is next Monday probably when we record. Hmm. Let's see. All right. This is a tough one because, like, are the critics just going to, you know, they – Praise the last two, even though they're not great, especially that last one. And it was, is it pretty much 50 50 with Last Jedi as far as audience score? I mean, I didn't check the audience scores on any of these. Because that's the thing is, like, if this is better than, are people going to be like, well, this is better than the last one and give it a thumbs up? I don't know. I feel like at this point, they've burned a lot of fans. So even if it was passable, it's not going to save the saga. No. And I think fans will like just crap on it for, through their audience scores too. Oh, man, this is a tough one. All right. Are you ready, Daniel? Oh, I'm trying to decide oh, yeah, if I want to adjust my audience score. I don't know. I'm, I know. I'm thinking the same thing. I do. I want to change this. So we'll see. We'll see. And then this also, I don't know if Disney buys off critics either. Cause I feel like some of their stuff gets way too high rated. Like the Lion King. Come on. 
just thinking, do I want to change my audience somewhere? <laughs> These are some pretty high stakes. Highest stakes so we've seen. So it's, yeah. Sign in movies otherwise, but if somebody wins both, they get they have to buy the other a Lego set. Which is yeah. good, because I haven't bought this Lego set yet, but I want it. It looks really cool. You get the Mandalorian. What, what is that gal's name that he meets? I can't remember. The other band hunter, but yeah, she comes in the set, and then a couple bad guys come in the set. It's a cool looking set, though. Like an old school, like ATST walker. Yeah, okay. So I'm going to lower it just a smidge. Okay. Well, you can barely read that, but I'll let you know what it says. All right. So for the critics, I said 88%. I said 87%. All right. Because I think they're still going to be easy on it. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's going to be a little bit lower than the last two, but not much. Okay. So I said 88%. For the audience, though, I think for the first week, because again, this is whatever it is next week, it could go down, but I think by next Monday or Tuesday when we record... I think we're looking at probably, I said 75%. I said 60% audience score. So one point off for critic score, and audience score is 60%. Okay. Those are some nuts. This is like, this is why why gambling's fun and addictive is when you have actual things on the line. I know. I changed it from, I was going to put 63. I'm like, I'll round it down to 60 because I feel like it'd be more likely lower than higher. And let me see. Okay, Jordan, so your uh, critic score was 88? Yep. Okay, let me write that down. 88%. And audience, you wrote 75. Correct. 75%. Okay. And there's no Rotten Tomato score as of yet. Obviously, no audience score yet either. So Jordan's got 88% critics, 75% audience score. I have 87% critics, 60% audience score. And on the line is the Mandalorian Lego set. Retail price, six, or not 60 $40. Cool. All right. Well, we'll see uh, who's getting assigned movies or who's possibly taking home Lego. Hey, you know what? This is exciting. This is this exciting. Is, this is exciting. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, if we're on doing two, if we're, if, and this is only happens if one of us wins both categories. All, All right. right. Well, let's wrap it up Ooh. here, Daniel. Where can they find us? You can find us online on movies underscore brews on Instagram and Twitter. Let us know what you thought of Jumanji. You loved it. You hated it. You think we're stupid for not enjoying it as much as you did. You let us know. <laughs> and also let us know what you're thinking of Rise of Skywalker. If you're looking forward to it, if you're over it, if you just want to stick with the Mandalorian, let us know. All right. Thanks, everybody, for downloading the podcast. Share it with friends. And we'll talk to you next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers.